Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Here on Healing Quest, we're focused on the natural options to help us all achieve optimum well-being. Well, thank you for joining us today. We hope you've been enjoying the beautiful fall weather we've had this week. One thing I'm not enjoying so much is how short the daylight hours are becoming, even though, you know, we're still... On daylight savings times, I guess, the sunset is now about 6.30, and I just, I don't know, it gets a little shorter every day, and I don't i don't like it. I so, agree. So given my unhappy feelings, um, I was pleased to hear that October is National Emotional Wellness Month. Well, in fact, the National Institutes of Health have created an emotional wellness toolkit full of advice on the topic. Now, I couldn't find an antidote to shorter days and the end of daylight savings time, but I did find four strategies for improving your emotional health. Roy, why don't you tell them what the first one is? Uh, The first one is to brighten your outlook, reduce negative thoughts, and hold on to positive emotions longer. In fact, to develop a more positive mindset, they gave us a couple, I think, really um, really interesting tips about how to do that. The first one was, remember your good deeds. Give yourself credit for the good things you do for others every day. Forgive yourself is another one. Everybody makes mistakes. Listen from what, learn from what went wrong, and don't dwell on it. That's a hard one. You know, we've... Sometimes. Yeah, it's good to be reminded. But yeah, this is... This is, this is important stuff, and it doesn't make it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's important that we do it. Well, another, and another one that go ahead, and and another one that um, we talk about a lot here on Healing Quest is practice gratitude. Create positive emotions by being thankful every day. Write down what you're grateful for. I I, I find when I remember to do that that you know, I'm just feel a little bit better. And, of and course, then there's another one, and then the last one, which we've all heard about, is spend more time with friends. Surround yourself with positive, healthy people. So that's to brighten our outlook and to reduce negative thoughts, some of the, some of the ways in which we can improve our mood. The second one is to be mindful, which is something I know you know a lot about. Well, it's an ancient practice of being completely aware of what's happening in the present moment, uh, you know, of all the things going on inside you and all the things that are happening around you. You know, it means not living your life on autopilot, really. Uh, They also provided some tips on how to be more mindful. Now, the first one is, this is is one we should, you know, I I don't like to use the word should, but this is one to remember all the time, and that is take some deep breaths. You know, our breath, it it really does, um, it does really bring you back to your center when you focus on it. So breathe in through your nose to a count of four. I like, that's what they're saying. You know, my method is to just breathe in through your nose to the count of five, hold for five seconds, and then exhale through your mouth to the count of five and repeat it as often as you'd like, you know. Another idea they had for us, another tip they had was to enjoy a stroll as you walk. Notice your breath and the sights and sounds around you as the thoughts and worries and as thoughts, as other thoughts and worries enter your mind, note them, but let them go. Let them then return to the present. And the last one is practice mindful eating, which I think is a really good idea. I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I tend to eat too fast. So beware of the taste, texture, and flavors in each bite and listen to your body when you're hungry or when you're full. I know. I get so much flack for eating so slow. I'm always <laughs> the last one to finish any meal. And I'm, you know, usually, you know, it's nice when people don't get up and start clearing the, clearing the table and 
<laughs> leave me sitting there. Not a mindful thing to do. It's not a mindful thing to do. And then tip number three, we've all heard about, make sure to get quality sleep. One thing they, they say is go to bed at the same time each night and wake up the same time each morning and sleep in a dark, quiet, comfortable environment, My, which we, we, we do. That doesn't mean I always get a good night's sleep. <laughs> but we, uh, I think we need to give ourselves credit for not having a TV in our bedroom ever. Right, but... Uh, yeah, we get you know a lot of people. It's controversial. Yeah, it is a little. A lot, of, a lot of our friends are like, "What?" <laughs> anyway, um, and then so again, and they also say limit the use of electronics before bed, and that means you know scrolling around on your phone probably or playing <laughs> yeah, a game I think that's or what that doing means. doing that, um, and avoid but, alcohol stimulants and large meals before bedtime. I mean, th- these, these are, are all sense. really obvious things, but yeah. it's it's good to have them confirmed. And then the number four uh, strategy they suggested, which I thought was interesting, was uh, something we've all heard about, and that's reduce stress to boost your emotional wellness. Now, their tips uh, of healthy ways of coping with stress include, again, things we've all heard about, but it's good to be reminded. Exercise regularly. That, that comes up you know, in, in each one of their tips. The one I think is really important is to show compassion for yourself. Note what you've accomplished. Note what you're accomplishing at the end of every day. And don't get stuck on what you didn't accomplish. And finally, build a, build, and finally build a social support network. Those friends are really important. Well, as we said, you've probably heard many or probably most of these before. So we'd like to add one that we're using to reduce our stress. It's an herb from India that in recent years has attracted growing scientific attention. It's called ashwagandha, and for centuries, it's been the flagship herb of Ayurveda, the traditional system of medicine in India. Ashwagandha is what's known as an adaptogenic herb that helps our body adapt to stressful conditions. It's also one of the few herbs with significant psychological and physiological benefits. But it's getting to be big news in the natural health world, so to help us understand what's going on here, we've asked author, educator, and medicine hunter Chris Killam to join us. Chris has conducted medicinal plant research in over 45 countries, written 14 books, and appeared on radio and television programs in the U.S. and around the world. He's been on our television show, Healing Quest, a few times, and he is always a delight to talk to. So, Chris, thanks so much for joining us on Healing Quest today. Oh, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Roy. It's always a great treat for me to have a conversation with the two of you. It's just consistently wonderful. So what are we up to today? Why is ashwagandha getting so much attention these days? And what I think has happened is that, you know, ashwagandha has been used for 4,000 years. This is a remarkable root in, in the Ayurvedic system of health. But um, over recent years, we've seen Oh, about 15 or so human clinical studies published in good journals showing very significant benefits uh, for a broad range of health needs. I mean, I think it has earned its traditional name, the king of herbs, uh, for stress and anxiety, and that includes almost everybody any of us know. Um, You know, it is rather radical in terms of, of how much better it makes you feel because it takes 
cortisol and other stress hormones in the blood way down very nicely into a normal healthy level and we see you know improved cardiorespiratory endurance you know greater strength and output for athletes and for people who are just plain active uh you know, improved sexual function and sexual experience in men and women. Uh, very, very good benefits for memory and cognition, uh, short-term and long-term memory, thought formation, you know, uh, basically mental sharpness, which is an old traditional use, but reaffirmed by modern science. And, and overall uh, anti-aging properties, you know, in terms of the oxidative stress that's on the organs of the body. So, yeah, I think you could you could make this your desert island plant for sure. <laughs> How yeah. quickly does it work? Does it work? I mean, right away. This is the bio-individuality conversation. Some people are going to notice a real difference in three days. Some people are going to take two weeks. Okay. You'll notice a difference at some point. Um, the speed of that it has to do with individual biology. I always suggest to people that they expect to invest a couple of weeks to really notice a difference, but anything can happen. What should our listeners look for or look out for when they're thinking about buying ashwagandha? Always look for certified organic, USDA certified okay. organic on the label. That tells you that you've got a clean product, at least from the agriculture standpoint. I'm very much a big fan of KSM 66 ashwagandha extract. It's in about 600 products because they've done their homework with the clinical science and their extractions very good. And also, you know, look for real doses. I mean, the average doses of extract that that show beneficial in most of the human studies is 600 milligrams. So don't go for the products that, you know, have 10 or 25 because that's not going to do anything. We've been speaking with medicine hunter Chris Killam about ashwagandha, the flagship herb of Ayurveda, the traditional system of medicine in India. Ashwagandha is getting lots of 21st century research attention these days because of its ability to help us all adapt to stress and keep our body in balance. I like that. Up next in our show, we're going to explore the world of do-it-yourself infrared sauna so you can have a healing cabin customized just for you. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available on our website at HealingQuest.tv. And we'd love it if you'd follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Radio. 